Welcome to Second Helpings, the weekly dish additional uh, podcast that gives you kind of a next level new experience just for subscribers only. Um, I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Molly Herman today. And we are at Kieran's Kitchen in Northeast in what is the food building. And we are having a little bit of a post-show lunch situation. I'm spreading things on bread while you're talking. Right. And this is an interesting place. This is an evolution. This is still relatively new in terms of the fact that, um, you know, the food building itself was opened a couple of years ago, renovated by Kieran Folliard. And that's where Red Table Meats is housed, uh, Bread Bakersfield Bread and Flour, and then Alamar Cheese Cheese just relocated back up here. So... um, it's kind of cool. It's a, you know, it's, and it's their their production facilities are here, but then they've also just opened Kieran's Kitchen, which Kieran was on the radio show, the Weekly Dish program, talking about what it meant to him and what he was doing. So we decided to come and check it out and see what the action is like. Well, and I, I want to say this has been open for more than five years, don't you think? Um, the food building. The food building, yeah. I think so. I, I can't remember exactly when they opened. But uh, it's pretty bustling here for this time on a Saturday. And I'm happy to see they have uh, Chef Ian Gray is their executive chef for Kieran's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's done the Great House and the Curious Goat and uh, just an all-around good guy. So it's nice to see him land at some place like this and everything is delicious. So here's the deal. There used to be a restaurant here called The Draft Horse. And that one closed. They had a lot of, like, hot pies and they, that was, they were kind of known for kind of a big hubby feel and that one they closed it down and they redid it a little bit they kind of gave it a little zhuzh and reopened it as Kieran's Kitchen and he really sort of invested more time into really utilizing and celebrating the ingredients that you can find here at the at the at the building which so, makes sense yeah so it's like using the red table meats and all the sandwiches and everything else and using the cheeses in many different ways it's yeah. kind of important and I think um Ian, Chef Gray, is very, very good at, he's always been good at lo- using local ingredients. And when he had Curious Goat, you know, he had this great relationship with uh, Singing Hills Farms. And uh, so I, this is like the perfect job for him to utilize all these ingredients in fresh new ways. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. And so what it is is it's a counter service space where you walk up to the counter and you kind of look at the menu and you order. And they'll bring you your food to your table. Very casual. Very kind of put together, like, you know, mismatched tables and chairs, and it's, very homey. It's like a cross between a bakery and a pub, is what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, it has that cozy vibe. Right. And they've got, um, yeah, so you can basically, because there is bar seating, so if you did want to be taken care of, you could sit and order at the mm-hmm. bar, and they'll bring you your stuff. Um, but... We, uh, a lot of people are coming by for brunch, I feel like. There's a lot of brunch, you know, action in this area. And, but then these guys are, they also have lunch and dinner. So don't, you know, don't let that sway you. In fact, one of the things that I've heard most about that I haven't, we didn't get today was the pasta. Oh, yeah. 
And then apparently he's the handmade pastas are such a, and that was a thing that he was doing at back the at the Grey House, yeah. which was on Lindale and like cutest place. It just didn't. It was just hard to no, keep I loved it busy his food there, though. Yeah, it was fun. So one of the things we ordered first was an abundance board, and this is a board that came with a pretzel and a bunch of cheeses and meats. Actually, just two cheeses, but a few meats. Mm-hmm. But also some, like, a beautiful little thing of sauerkraut and some pickled red onions. And what were those? Pickled carrots? Uh, pickled cucumbers? Fermented carrots. Or fermented cucumbers. So cool. Yeah, delicious. Sort of briny. Right. So we were just talking about how Red Table Meats is one of those places that Mike Phillips has obviously been slaving away at making that, you know, a business for a long time. And... They've had to obviously change and, and grow and move around with everything else. But, you know, some of that stuff, like the uh, that the cured salamis and the brasaolas and all the rest are so delicious. It just shocks me that we don't see more of it around. Well, and I think, I mean, Mike has been at this for a very long time, and he's sort of a master um, at what he does. And so it is a little shocking that you only see it in these little pockets right. in the Twin Cities. But yeah, you, I had, always, you had some information behind that. Well, I mean, I, I always thought that there would be more of a presence in the grocery stores. I thought when he was making salamis that all of a sudden I would be able to buy packs of salami, right. cut salami and all the rest, and it feels like there's, um, you know, uh, the, the business of, of running grocery stores means that there are certain relationships that must be, you know, mm-hmm. watched and held, and, and I get it, like, buying power is buying power, and that's a huge thing, and there's national brands that make it impossible for smaller places to kind of get a leg in. I always think that's unfortunate, and that, at some point, some of the grocers should be holding locals in a different space. And they do. I mean, for sure, there's, you know, like, Kowalski's is very good at it. And you can find red table meats at some of your yeah. grocery stores, just not the large selection that I think they were banking on at the big well, beginning. And you can find them at co-ops. Yeah. You can find them at specialty stores. I just was shocked that it wasn't more... Um, yeah, I was just shocked that it didn't... That, and that I could see... These provisions from Olympia, Washington, you know, their salamis and everything else. And I felt like, why do I care about that? Yeah. I, I mean, they're good, but are they any, are they spectacularly better? No. No. And Red Table is pretty, yeah, pretty darn good. Right. I just put food in my mouth. I got to talk about something. So, uh, one thing to make sure you order is the fried new potatoes. Uh, it comes with sandwiches, it, it looks like, but you can also get a side order of it, and it has a creamy harissa sauce, which, you know, has harissa on it, and I'm like, you're in. Oh, my God. Uh, but they are delicious, and they have all these, it's like smashed new potatoes that are then fried, so they have all these crispy nooks and crannies and edges, and it's, uh, they're really good. That might be my favorite thing on the... That's kind of brilliant. I don't, yeah. I don't recall seeing anything like this anywhere else in the Twin Cities. I mean, this kind of potato situation. Nobody's doing that as like a side to your sandwich. That's kind of lovely. And, of course, there is a cheese sauce on the board, which I would. Mm-hmm. Then, from now on, I will ask for that as a side of my potatoes. Yeah, there you go. I'm just doing it. And with the pretzel, obviously delicious. Yeah. But, yeah, everything is gorgeous. I got some baked eggs with the nuja and uh, fromage blanc. Mm-hmm. And a, a salami sandwich, which is really great. I want to call it the salami butter that comes oh, with the bread. Yeah. It's like cut up little bits of salami in your butter. It's like a meat butter. It is so good. And way easier to make than pate. Mm. 
My Which God. Is what I usually call meat, meat butter. butter. Right. No, that's a that's a that's like meat butter. Actually, light. I'm gonna try this uh, salami infused butter, as they called it, on a potato. Yeah, Let's that's a good is. idea. That's a decent idea. So LMR Cheese Company is also one that has. So they were, you know, they're a local company. They were the Bent River Camembert. Yeah. And they were talking about how Minnesota Camembert is such a rarity. You know what I mean? We don't really. We tend to be more pragmatic and make the hard cheeses and make, you know, cheddars or you know that kind of stuff. And there's there's not as many beautiful, soft, buttery things. You know, obviously Shepherd's Way does a really good job with theirs too. Yeah. But you know, on the whole, yeah. And so um, there's sheep cheese, sheep cheese, yeah. Um, but it's sort of it's it's funny to me. So they moved their facilities to they. I mean, they won all kinds of awards nationally mm-hmm. for their stuff, and then they moved their location to Mankato, and they were making it out of there. And I had heard that they were moving to California, and I was gonna oh, be very very sad, sad about that. Um, because, you know, Keith, the, the, I think the owner is from San Francisco, so okay. I get that. But instead, they moved it back up here to the food building. So what was the impetus, do you think, for them moving it to Mankato? Do you know that back I know. Mm-mm. Okay. And I wonder what made them move back. So they don't they don't have the Mankato Nope, they closed anymore. that facility, and they're making it all here. here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think there was just, maybe it was, you know, Karen gave them an offer that they couldn't refuse. Sure. Maybe that it just, they decided it was time to kind of locate back to the city. I don't know. I don't know, but um, but it's it's these cheeses are so they're so absolutely God, they're so like world class really more that, than anything. That Bent River, I mean, we sort of wait for it to come out every year, mm-hmm. and it's one of those like creamy, just slice the top off and dip into. Don't try to cut it into wedges. It is an ooey gooey, delicious bomb. Yeah. Oh. Um, I was just thinking that there was another time of year. There was something else. I was just wondering if it was close to the season. I'm totally lo- losing the name of the cheese that I always forget and obsess about. I just lost it. It'll come back to you. I know. As soon as we're done talking. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to say something else about Alamar cheese, too. I think the potatoes are getting to my... Getting right. to your head? I'm, I'm getting that serotonin, like... Mm. What do you think, though, about the fact of, like... Should there? Are you surprised there's not more of these type places? You know, I think it's hard to sustain because these are all small businesses, and then to when you when you put them in one building, it sounds mm-hmm. like it's going to be great. Like I mean, like a in case and the Tungle Market, and like mm-hmm. they're they're incubating businesses as well. But these were manufacturing businesses, and um, I think without somebody like a Kieran or an investor like that, it's hard for them to make it on their own. And have, you know, rent and overhead and all of that that's in the city. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes going outside of the cities, but it's nice to have them here and so close. Good, thank you. Um, And then a way to showcase it. I think that's key. And they didn't have... I think the traffic that they wanted a draft house, draft horse, right? That people were coming in and tasting the bread and tasting the cheese and tasting the charcuterie and maybe Karen's Kitchen as a the refreshes enough to get people in here to try all the different. But like, what was the difference? Right, because I mean, they were that's they they were having the same plan, but I don't yeah. know what the difference is. I yeah, don't know. I don't know what the tra- I don't know if it, why the traffic didn't work. Right, but you know, maybe this will be an iteration that does work, so that people can sample it and be like, oh, yeah. Fresh Creek Reserve. Yeah, that's the one that you tear off and go. Bent River is just a camembert. It's just a straight up solid camembert. The Rush Creek Reserve is the, is the one. Creek. You, it's the Rush yeah, Creek. Yeah, right. that's what I was. Wondering. Yeah, that's yes, the one that you. you dig in. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, 
But there is, I think that it's funny because we talk about it being a food town and we talk about supporting mm-hmm. our local makers and doing our local foods, but it is harder to like put into action, I think. You know, we don't shop at farmers markets every weekend and that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. so to put, to get things into more of a mainstream place, I think the, I love the idea of having a building where a bunch of production happens, but then there's also a restaurant that shows you how it all works together. Yeah. I think, I wish that there were more of these models all over the place. I like it. I just hope it's sustainable for all of them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and you have to have a commercial. I think to be viable this, in this way, you have to have a commercial presence. Like you have to be able to be selling to restaurants or, or, or facilities mm-hmm. other than just your retail outlet. Oh, Unless you are a massive, sure. you know, have a have a ton of traffic. A hundred percent. Yeah. But having it in a, in a building like this, but then you're opening up to the public, you, you know, give them some place to come in and try yeah. And, I mean, can they buy all of the stuff up here? I didn't even look. Yeah. I think you can. There's a deli case uh, where I think you, well, you for sure can buy all the Bread. all the breads. And you can see, like, they have granola here. Mm-hmm. They also have extra things, which you could not buy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the things that, that the Bakersfield guys are doing, like these pretzels, you can't buy them anywhere but here. And I think that's a smart move, too, because you totally. kind of got to give that access to it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, like, anything that they want to experiment with. And, right. You know, maybe it's not... Maybe it's just a small run of something, so they can't distribute it anywhere else, and so you can only find it here. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. No, definitely. Lots of good things. I think it's smart. I don't know. I just, I think that there's there's such room for this kind of thing, and I worry that we get... I like that it's small, too, is the other side of it. You know, that it's not trying to be, like, this massive thing that is raking in a ton of cash and doing all this stuff. And it's it's the right... Obviously, it fits the building because it's an owned building, mm-hmm. and there's shared space, and there's shared uh, experiences so that everyone can help each other win. I don't know. That could be a good model for going forward. Yeah. And uh, just so you guys know, you can also rent spaces in the food building for private events. Like, I've come to wine tastings here, and I think there's been a wedding here or a reception or something like that. So, though, the fact that they have some public spaces that are able to be rented and they can still utilize the catering for the parents' kitchen and stuff like that. Right. Pretty good. That is, yeah. In fact, if you were ever going to do, you know, you could do business meetings and that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. have, like, the best box lunch situation. Not even boxed. Just brought over. Yeah, they have a little conference room yeah. area mm-hmm. that's perfect for that. I think I would totally. They've had seminars. Yeah, all sorts mm-hmm. of things here. So, hopefully that'll continue. Alright, so this is us reporting from the food building, giving it a thumbs up for Karen's Kitchen Two as far up. as the food is all spectacular. The bread is amazing. Order whatever kind of salami butter you can possibly get. But get the potatoes. But get the potatoes. That's the number one thing. Alright everybody, have a great weekend.